I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this is Inside Kurdistan. Today, we have a different kind of episode because it's based around purely promoting our guest, uh, Nassim Aziz, as she competes for votes in the organization she's working with, United People Global. Uh, Nassim wants to travel to Hurricane Island in the United States to receive more training and funding uh, for advocacy work here. Uh, She's dedicated uh, her career towards focusing on something called SDGs, which is short for Sustainable Development Goals. And Sustainable Development Goals are a series of different agendas uh, which were put forth in 2015 from the United Nations to try and target different societal needs around the globe, ranging from everything from hunger uh, to infrastructural needs. Um, There's 17 goals in total, and Nassim has chosen to focus on three of these, uh, which are climate action, gender equality, and quality education. And we discuss in this interview uh, how these three different goals merge together with regards to her advocacy work in Kurdistan and and how Nassim wants to tackle these issues in the future. Uh, For one, she's implemented an initiative called Friends for Future, which involves creating an online network to bring climate activists uh, from different parts of the world together and create education programs uh, that take complicated uh, climate issues and distill them into easier to understand lessons for kids in Iraq and Kurdistan and other places. So we'll talk about her own views on what needs to develop in the next generation here and the importance of local advocacy in general. Uh, and below, I've put information about how to vote for Nassim. So if you're listening to this, please take a minute out of your day to vote for her because she's the only candidate uh, in this program, uh, in this competition from Iraq. And this country needs more local advocates uh, from here uh, with her passion and skills. Uh, so with that said, here's our conversation. So, thanks so much for taking some time this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, your background is in management. Uh, You studied at UKH, uh, and we'll get in. You can you can talk about sort of how you became you started in management uh, because it's not entirely in your hands. That's the way the education system works here, but. What I'm curious about, and this is a point that you brought up before we turned on the microphones, is a a thing about climate action and a thing about uh, awareness in general, is when the public sector implements something, a big problem here is people don't go along with it because there's not enough awareness as to why it's important. And so people, when new laws or new regulations or new plans get introduced by the Iraqi or Kurdish government or, or local government, people usually just they kind of find it annoying or they <laughs> they 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 find a way around it and so i'm curious how you implement sort of your own background as a manager to your current interest in sustainable development okay um at some point i was pushed, uh, i felt at some point i was pushed to study in management in 2012 because uh, the education system here in Iraq uh, is based on the average. It's not uh, like what you uh, decide or what you what you're willing to pursue in your education. And uh, and back in 2015, when I started some of the like university, uh, um, I mean, uh, let's say projects, mini projects, or the uh, with my friends and. I first heard about SDGs back in 2015 when they were formulated in uh, United Nations headquarters in New York. And uh, I got very like interested in the SDGs. Uh, 
Uh, but unfortunately, the lack of education about SDGs in Iraq uh, never gave me the chance to uh, uh, to pursue or to go to the depth of this uh, this topic. To your current interest in sustainable development. Okay, um, as you said, uh, like uh, when, uh, well, let's say when new policies are introduced here, uh, people try to go around it and uh, and try to avoid it. For example, uh, many people recently believe that climate uh, action is not our responsibility, and it's not something we have to be responsible for because the percentage Iraqs contributed to the pollution is very little compared to the developed countries uh, and uh, and how my background in management helping me to achieve uh, or or to com- let's say to contribute to the SDGs here is how I'm trying to implement uh, the projects and the strategies I want so because coming from different backgrounds and thinking about SDGs I think it's everyone's uh, responsibility now because uh what, what you have uh, again uh, what you have gained as an education is something you're doing on daily basis but at the same time joining a global agenda so um, I mean there are so many people that come from uh, politics background from math let's say science background from stem studies and uh, any other education but at the same time they're uh, they're they're uh, contributing to achieving SDGs in their communities locally because at the end, SDGs is everyone's issue. It's not just uh, like specific people's issue because if we really want to achieve them, all the youth in Iraq, I believe, have to be involved. Um, yes. So of those SDGs, and we'll we'll stop and say SDG stands for sustainable development goals and there's a whole list of uh SDGs uh mm. that were released uh from the UN in mm. the hopes of I believe it's 2050 uh climate action being just one of them mm. but you've chosen to focus on climate action gender equality and quality education it's true i'm it is true <laughs> i'm curious uh why you've picked those three as your main focus why do you why do you find those three as your as the three that sort of stood out most to you Okay. Um, first, uh, if there is any other issue, I interrelate all of them with education. Like everything mm-hmm. for me starts with the education, and uh, because uh, personally, uh, if I look at back my life, uh, whatever issues uh, I had, like I could see in my community, in my uh, in my with let's say local uh, community or the family, I think everything have improved. With the with the quality of the education we have received, so, and um, I can definitely say that like Kurdistan has become Kurdistan because of the education we've received so far. But still, we have very serious issues like uh, gender inequality and let's say uh, a climate crisis. We have um, uh, still. Uh, we have poverty in some areas and we have uh, some other SDGs, uh, which, I mean, the, the sustainable development goals, which are still part of, uh, which they are serious issues as a part of this community. Mm-hmm. So uh, I insist on education because uh, education is going to uh, let the SDGs to be achieved. Uh, it's through the education. 
And uh, the second uh, reason that I have selected uh, gender inequality and uh, climate action is because both of them are interrelated. And um, and it's the climate action impacting the gender inequality. And at the same time, gender climate action is increasing the gender inequality and gender inequality is also uh, impacting uh, the climate crisis. So... Uh, they are very interrelated, and uh, these are two very serious issues which we have to be really aware of. Because uh, for the climate crisis, we could witness last summer Iraq was facing so many sandstorms happening, and uh, for example, now we are in the mid-January, but we still don't know which season we are in. So, uh, and at the same time, there were so many floods happening. There, there were so many droughts in the last summers uh, during two thousand let's say 2010 to 2020 and uh, but I see very little action taken uh, by uh, the local communities here and specifically toward the climate change and and uh, I know Iraq's uh, not contributing to the pollution as much as much as developed countries but but still, we need to take some uh, like uh, responsibility at least to adapt to the change that are coming with the climate crisis. Well, you bring up a lot of good points there, so let's tackle them one by one. Okay. Uh, because I, it's a it's an interesting point you bring up that gender inequality and climate change are uh, climate action are directly related to one mm. another. Uh, could you explain to me and uh, to the audience how women are adversely affected by climate change? Okay, uh, so um, climate change is affecting the health of women specifically because, uh, let's say, uh, like uh, the heat waves are specifically impacting on the health of women, uh, and uh, there are so many evidence and uh, like uh, in in the past, so many researchers and scholars in the climate. Uh, industry, they have uh, came up with uh, very strong statistics and data that women are m- seriously more affected by climate, by the heat waves, uh, by the droughts happening, especially in underdeveloped countries. Uh, and uh, at the same time, in low income countries or middle income countries like uh, Iraq. And uh, aside of the health, it's affecting the livelihood um, in of, of low income countries. For example, for the countries that are relying on uh, agricultural resources uh, mainly, because you can see that women are more, I mean, they they are more uh, like uh, responsible toward uh, increasing the um, house income. Uh, so, and uh, when like the droughts happening and uh, uh, and or let's say. Um, the sandstorm happening in anywhere it's affecting on the income of the uh, of the women as well and uh, there are so many other reasons that are that climate change is mainly affecting on the women for example as i said in the health aspect is it's increasing the cancer among women more uh, and more wom- women are impacted by cancer e- each year and it's because of the change happening with the climate and uh, it's in the economic aspect, like uh, let's say, uh, women are, are the ones that need the resources the most, but but they are exploiting the resources uh, the least compared to the male, mm. and uh, and and again, it's because of the climate uh, like issues happening. 
So another point that you made up briefly was that uh, Iraq's actual uh, uh, climate impact is much lower than uh, than developed countries uh, yeah. in, in Europe and, or the United States, for mm -hmm. example. There's For me, there's some level of irony that uh, these SDGs come from New York City <laughs> uh, uh, or from the United States, a country with significantly higher uh, environmental impact than Iraq. But Iraq is going to be impacted uh, much more uh, uh, by climate change and much more quickly by climate change in the next 10 years in all sorts of areas, for example, oil and water um, and, and, and generally in development. And I'm curious why you think that sustainability is, has not historically been a priority for education in Iraq compared to what we'll call developed countries in you know, Western Europe and the United States. Well, I would relate this uh, to two points. Uh, first, I think it's because of the Iraqi government negligence toward uh, improving the quality of education. Mm. Uh, I can say the education is somehow outdated. And uh, uh, I mean, personally, if I go and check the quality of the education from what schools, what the students are receiving at the school now is the same as I used to get it like 20 years ago. Okay. So, uh, or 10 years ago, let's say. But the education uh, and SDGs were formulated like mm, in 2015. So uh, the government should take more uh, like serious actions and to join uh, this global agenda, which is uh, like formulated by United Nations or the or, or by the international community, so uh, they should take more serious steps in 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 localizing the into the let's say this this American studies into the local community. And second, I can at some point blame United Nations for not taking uh, like uh, uh, the initiatives to. At, at some points to push the local communities uh, uh, to implement these global goals. So uh, uh, each of them, like either govern local communities or the local government or the United uh, Nations should take the initiative to push the other side to localize the SDGs. So I'm curious about sort of uh, the needs of like a developed country to economically produce uh, uh, solutions for issues like poverty. For example, if you look at the SDG for hunger and poverty and education, these all come from being able to be a profitable country, a, a more economically viable country. So Iraq, for example, has a huge reliance on exporting oil, mm. which is not environmentally sustainable. No. Right. So how, what kinds of areas in, in local advocacy do you need do you think need to be focused on for climate action in order for the Iraqi government, the Kurdish government, uh, to be able to implement these SDGs more effectively for the next generation? Uh, actually, I think that uh, they sh they can. I think uh, they can uh, implement a transformation strategy. Mm. So uh, they can set up a transformation strategy to uh, uh, rely on the natural resources, uh, other natural resources compared to, or to develop their green economy uh, or green economy compared to, uh, I mean, uh, to their reliance on more on the oil uh, resources. For example, there should be um, a strategy to transform 
gradually from uh, oil resources and uh, to uh, green energy or green economy mm-hmm. and this needs uh, an implementation from uh, like long-term implementation plan and uh, I think this would be the right way to uh, I mean to eradicate a poverty and in um, the hunger in Iraq and because this way they would be able also to grow the green economy as well. Mm-hmm. And they would be providing the green opportunities uh, for the uh, future generation or for the youth. And at the same time, uh, another point, they can involve more y- more of youth and the power of youth uh, in, in, in such strategies. So, uh, I mean, it will be a step to, uh, to involve uh, the future generation in the strategy t- uh, which is going to be achieved for the future generation. Let's turn now to uh, your your project, Friends for Future. Mm. Uh, can you tell me about where you got the idea for Friends of Future and, and how you've worked on that uh, and, and what you hope to develop that network? Well, actually, this idea uh, of Friends for Future developed during COVID uh, period when we were in the lockdown. Yep, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so yeah, t- tell, tell, explain it, explain it, because it's a very, it's a very COVID idea. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, I think during COVID, uh, I I start thinking about like how such pandemics can happen because, like during my life, it was my first time hearing about pandemics. Mm. I, I I mean I have read and studied about other pandemics happening in the past, like, uh, but they were more like of te- telling a story for me. But right. when I saw it by myself, I was like, okay how this can happen and what's making COVID happen. And I know at some point there might be uh, like serious issues with the health system uh, internationally. But again, I related this to the climate. I was like, you know, in, 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 in Kurdistan region, especially uh, among ladies, uh, like the classic ladies, they always think that virus can happen when there is no rain. Like uh, virus, uh, yes, they think like diseases can increase when there's like issues with climate change. So and I st- at some point I started believing in this because I think that it's the climate, uh, it's the nature uh, like controlling uh, like the outbreak of viruses and uh, and, and the pandemics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, during the COVID uh, like period, I started to get more involved with the climate change and climate action. Uh, and, and, and then it was exactly the time so I started joining those international communities. And then my idea of uh, Friends for Future uh, like developed during this period. And then it was the time when I started submitting this proposal to uh, United People Global. And apparently the idea is very well appreciated by them. And... Um, I know I'm a part of the campaign, which uh, um, as an Iraqi nominee. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, uh, Friends for Future uh, is uh, will be the name of my project, uh, which I will be implementing after I succeed on the Hurricane Island campaign. And on this project, my aim is to translate science into uh, human. And on this project, actually, I'm, try- I'm trying to convey climate education 
uh, to the schools uh, by opening a collapse. Uh, and uh, on this collapse, I want to educate the future generation or the children at the school about climate action. So another aspect of French for Future is that you're trying to create a network of international environmental activists to be able to talk to one another. Uh, yes. So why is it important for an environmental activist in, like, for example, New York City to be able to know what environmental activists in Kurdistan are saying? Uh, well, actually, climate change is not just uh, it's not a like uh, it's it's not a specific issue to one region so climate's impacting all of us equally so mm-hmm. uh, and it's the power of youth and the future generation that can uh, control this crisis and or to um, to decrease such crisis uh, globally so uh, I think uh, we need uh, more activists uh, from Middle East to join the international community or from Iraq uh, to talk about the climate crisis because at the end Iraq is one of the countries mostly influenced by climate uh, crisis mm-hmm. uh, by climate change so Um, and uh, we need to raise this issue to the international community how to uh, how to handle or to behave uh, with the with the climate issues uh, in, in I mean w- once they they are trying to formulate policies and uh, regulations on international level so they would know what are the challenges in the local communities of Iraq and other like, Uh, neighboring countries, let's say, from the Middle East. Mm. So it's basically marrying the concept of climate change impacting the entire planet with sort of local solutions. Yes. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to leave this last bit of the interview uh, uh, for you to sort of just pitch our audience on why they should vote for you. Uh, so whatever whatever you want to say, and then we can can leave it from there. Okay, um... As I said before, like I really care about climate change and uh, quality of education and gender equality in Iraq. So these are the three main themes that I'm trying to work on in the next 20 to 30 years of my life. So this will be uh, my aim to achieve. I w- basically, I won't stop until I see there is no issue with these three <laughs> themes. <laughs> so and uh, and. I need to receive votes and to uh, from and I need, really need to receive support from uh, like the youth and from the Iraqi activists, let's say from the Iraqi um, uh, current generation about uh, to, I need to receive support from them and to be able to win on this campaign and to take the idea of climate change and climate education. Uh, to the Hurricane Island and there to be able to develop, uh, to further develop uh, and strengthen my project uh, and to be able to come back to uh, implement it locally. Because at the end, it's this journey, it's not just for myself. It's not uh, like, it's not something that I'll be achieving on my own. At the end, it's for the kids at the schools. And at the end, it's for the whole planet. It's not only for myself. So uh, that's why... Y- Your support will your support will be really appreciated and it's really needed. So vote for Nassim and save the planet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks again to Nassim for uh, taking time to drop by our office. Again, I have put her information uh, for the competition below uh, for voting. And I highly encourage everyone listening to this episode to please quickly uh, give her a vote so that she can go with United Peoples Global for this workshop and get the resources and knowledge uh, that she needs uh, to start implementing uh, more programs uh, for more equitable education on climate change uh, for the next generation here. Inside Kurdistan is brought to you by the Kurdistan Information Network, and you can check out our podcast at kurdistanin.net. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, uh, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you listen to. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us at info at kurdistanin.net. Thanks so much. I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this has been Inside Kurdistan. Inside Kurdistan.